Is 2023 the year the tight end position makes a comeback in Carolina? I'll tell you right here on Locked On Panthers. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday as we remain in off-season mode. But we'll be back to your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network, starting on July 17th, nine days before the Carolina Panthers head back down to Spartanburg on the campus of Wofford College or training camp ahead of the 2023 season. Season. Be sure to subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter at Julian Council, where typically answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. Did not have a mailbag this past Friday. Honestly, didn't get a lot of questions. I was heading out of town, so I do apologize for that. But we're going to take a quick pause for the next couple of weeks with the mailbag as I continue to do my evaluations of the Panthers position groups heading in to the 2023 season. So the show will be back to daily on the 17th, whereas the mailbag will be back on the 21st. So save your mailbag questions. Not sure how many questions you could honestly have right now. Enjoy your summer vacation. Enjoy your time off. Not a lot of news going on, but maybe that changes. We'll see. So mailbag coming back on the 21st of July, but either way, at me or DM me over on Twitter at Julian Council if you just want to ask me a question anyways, and I can maybe get back to you at some point in time. Today's episode of Locked on Panthers is brought to you by FanDuel, a sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. We're back once again, breaking down the positions heading into the 2023 season for your Carolina Panthers, and today... We're going to talk about the tight end position. And if you're asking what a tight end is, I can understand because that has been a position that has been non-existent over the last three seasons as Matt Rule had a miserable tenure here in Carolina. And then in the second half of last year, really the final 12 games of Steve Wilkes as the interim head coach, the Carolina Panthers really relied on the run game and the tight ends being a part of that as far as they would be blocking, not really catching the football. And the hope is now Frank Reich and this new offense – that the Carolina Panthers will actually, I don't know, utilize the tight end. A position where you look at it historically here in Carolina, whether it's been Greg Olson or Wesley Walls, we can even go out there and throw out Rosario. They have used the tight end position here in Carolina, but that has not been the case recently for the Carolina Panthers. And the Panthers are hoping to fix that by signing Hayden Hurst, who last year played in Cincinnati to a three-year 21.75 million deal with 13 million fully guaranteed. And as I've told you all in the past, what that really tells you, it's two years, 13 million fully guaranteed. But I feel good about Hayden Hurst's chances here in Carolina, if he can stay healthy, fingers crossed, that he can play out that entire contract here in Carolina. And who knows, maybe even get another year or two added on to that. But it was a key signing for the Carolina Panthers to bring in a pass-catching tight end this offseason. I talked about 
my offseason checklist going into it, and that was one of the primary things I absolutely needed to see happen heading into this 2023 season. You had guys like Mike Kosicki available, Dalton Schultz available, Evan Ingram unfortunately never became available, and Hayden Hurst is out there. It was a very strong free agent tight end class, and Hayden Hurst is now here in Carolina. And why is it important that Hayden Hurst is here? Well, let's just look at the numbers from Hayden Hurst the last three seasons and then from the Panthers tight end group the last three seasons, starting off with last year. Panthers tight ends in 2022. 50 receptions on 77 targets for 514 yards and three touchdowns. Ian Thomas was your leader with 21 receptions for a grand total of 197 yards. Hayden Hurst in 2022, playing with the Cincinnati Bengals, had 52 receptions, more than the Carolina Panthers tight ends did last year on 68 targets. So more receptions on less targets, 414 yards, two touchdowns. He played in 13 games dealing with that groin injury that he suffered in week one of last year. Had offseason surgery on a sports hernia and hopefully should be good to go once you get down to training camp in a couple of weeks. In 2021, Panthers tight ends at 38 receptions on 67 targets for 368 yards and one touchdown. Hayden Hurst in 2021 playing in Atlanta had 26 receptions on 31 targets for 221 yards, three touchdowns, and again, only played in 13 games. Then Panthers tight ends in 2020, the first year of Matt Rule, the pandemic season, 27 receptions on 41 targets, 204 yards, two touchdowns. Hayden Hurst in 2020, the best year of his career. 56 receptions on 88 targets, 571 yards, six touchdowns playing for the Atlanta Falcons. So Hayden Hurst, collectively, the last three seasons, 134 receptions on 187 targets for 1,206 yards, 11 touchdowns. Panthers tight ends, collectively, the last three seasons, 115 receptions on 185 yard targets for 1,086 yards and six touchdowns. So Hayden Hurst, by himself, the last three seasons, battling injuries, has been better than a tight end position here in Carolina. And that's not really surprising when you've looked at the production of Tommy Trimble and of Ian Thomas. We'll go over that more in depth here in a moment. You also look at Con Thompson, what he's brought here, Gio Ritchie, Stephon Sullivan. The tight end position has left a lot to be desired. Now, the questions do remain, though, how much were they really utilized over the course of the last couple of seasons? Not that much compared to what you saw out of Hayden Hurst, one individual player and what he was able to do in Cincinnati and Atlanta by himself the past three years. Carolina Panthers signing him is huge. Now, the one concern I will have about Hayden Hurst, and he said his major goal heading into this year is to just be healthy for a full 17-game season. Only twice has Hayden Hurst ever played a full season. Now, both of those times... That was 16 games before the before we went to 17 games back in 21. He played a full season as rookie year in Baltimore back in 2019. And in Atlanta in 2020, the best year of his career, he played a full 16-game season. So only twice of his NFL seasons has he been able to go out there and play a full season and be healthy. Why do I bring this up? Well, the concern is, what is behind Hayden Hurst in Carolina? If he goes down, can the Carolina Panthers get production will there be a renaissance from some of the guys who are already on the roster and can they take some of the pressure off of Hayden Hurst who's certainly heading into this year going to be a key part of the passing game and on Wednesday's show I'm going to talk more about the wide receivers here in Carolina and whether they're good enough for a rookie quarterback in Bryce Young love the coaching staff that we have here now in Carolina I think John Lilly especially at tight end coach is a really good coach saw him the last couple seasons coaching up North Carolina Tar Heels guys like Kamari Morales Bryson Nesbitt who I think could have an NFL future were outstanding of pass catchers for the North Carolina Tar Heels in that offense playing with 
of NFL quarterback in Sam Howell and a future NFL quarterback in Drake May. Now you have Hayden Hurst with John Lilly, who can do a really good job of tight ends, and I especially think with Tommy Trimble and Ian Thomas, can get maybe more out of them than what we've seen the last couple of years. But Hayden Hurst is brought in here to be the guy. He does a lot of the same things that Thomas and Trimble do as far as run blocking, but he does so much more in the pass game. He's going to be so important for Bryce Young to have that safety valve. We talked about a couple of years ago when Dan Arnold and Sam Darnold had that connection in the preseason, and in three weeks in the season, Carolina's like, ah, actually, you know what? Let's take away Sam Darnold's probably second reliable receiver based off what we saw in the preseason in the first couple weeks where McCaffrey's who he's dumping it down. So let's take him away and trade for CJ Henderson instead. And we saw how that's worked out. Didn't help the quarterback back then. And oftentimes having a tight end as a safety valve or even maybe one of your key pass catchers can really benefit a quarterback. And we saw that here with Cam Newton where he had a very lackluster wide receiver core, but he had Greg Olson, and Greg Olson had outstanding seasons. That was what we became accustomed to here in Carolina, having guys like Wesley Walls, having guys like Greg Olson, and we just have not had that over the last four or five seasons here in Carolina as Greg constantly had those foot injuries, and then Matt Rule just didn't really believe the tight end position should exist in an NFL offense here in the 21st century. That's wild to me, but that was the case hopefully now with Reich, who's had some really good tight ends in his offense. Eric Ebron had a great year under him. We had Antonio Gates. He's had a ton of success with tight ends in his offense. Hopefully now that will be a renaissance here in Carolina as Hayden Hurst steps into that main role as tight end one here in Carolina. But can he get some help from his friends heading into the season? Because if Hayden Hurst goes down, I'm very skeptical that the Carolina Panthers will be able to maintain the kind of production that they would like to see with some of the guys that are returning and that are still on this roster heading into the season. So we'll talk about them. What kind of impact can they make outside of Hayden Hurst heading into 2023? That coming up here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. But before we get there, y'all, FanDuel is our sports betting partner here on Locked on Podcast Network. And baseball season is in full swing. My Braves... Had Reds fans talking trash to me this week and going in, oh, Reds are the hottest team in baseball. Okay, they won Friday night, but the Braves went out there and once again won a series. So, hell yeah, team of the South. I'm sure there's people out there like, hey, man, Braves are in Atlanta. We can't screw for Atlanta teams. Okay, maybe not, but I don't really care. going to do it my whole life, and I'm going to continue to do it because the Braves are awesome. And, by the way, there's no better place to bet on baseball and the Braves and get in on all the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now, new customers, which could be you, get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's $1,000, by the way, guys, back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to join today. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. For me, and I imagine the Carolina Panthers heading into the offseason, uh, finding a pass-catching tight end was a priority, and they have done that. Bravo, congratulations, pat on the back, very happy that y'all went out there, and you didn't really listen to me. What you did was you look at your roster and realize, oh, man, we got to do something about this, especially now that we have a head coach in Frank Reich in an offensive system that actually believes that the tight end should be utilized in the passing game, where I don't know what the previous staff was doing. We have seen in New Orleans – under Sean Payton, the offense in which Joe Brady is supposed to bring Carolina, they've used a tight end. But I guess the personnel probably wasn't right, but also they weren't really all that interested in trying to use the guys that were on the roster. Which one is it? Was it just not good enough personnel? Was it the scheme? Probably a little bit of both. And I would probably lean more on the personnel being the problem than the scheme. But the scheme now 
is ready to utilize tight end and the personnel, at least of Hayden Hurst, is better than what we've had the last couple seasons here in Carolina. So I'm excited to see what Hayden Hurst can do. Now, the only concern, as I mentioned to you all before, Hayden Hurst has only played two full seasons back in 2019 and 2020, where he's been completely healthy. The other seasons, he's missed some time. The last two seasons, missing eight games combined. Played 13 last year, 13 the year before. But he's still been able to put up some decent numbers. Last year, solid option in Cincinnati. Also, have to understand, you got Tyler Boyd, but really, you have T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. He is not the chief guy they're trying to get the football to. You also have Joe Mixon in the passing game. But Hayden Hurst, good year last year in Cincinnati. Lands him a three-year deal here in Carolina, worth $21.75 million, $13 million fully guaranteed. But if he goes down, then what happens? Y'all might recall heading into the draft, I was still saying I wouldn't hate y'all going out there and drafting a tight end because I was being told by all the draft Knicks, the draft nerds out there that this was a good pass-catching tight end class. Now, the Carolina Panthers decided that they did not need to get a tight end and also that they did not need to utilize every single one of their picks, which is totally fine. I feel the draft class overall, at least the first guy and the last two, came out pretty good for the Carolina Panthers, and they do not have a pass-catching tight end that is young, that they can develop. Maybe they do. When you look at Tommy Trimble and you look at Ian Thomas, who at this point may be who he is. Now let's talk about Tommy Trimble first. We talked about him a couple weeks ago when he came out and spoke to Mike Kay, friend of the show, the Charlotte Observer, and just talked about how, yeah, in the past, we weren't really coached, but now we're being coached, he said. This is the first time that we've really been coached up receiving-wise. Other than us trying to figure it out on our own, this is really the first opportunity we've had to excel in the receiving game and at points and receiving teaching points on how to attack this kind of leverage, attack this kind of defense. Before it was more you run it, you run what's on paper, and you try to make it work. And if it didn't work, you try to figure out yourself. So not really coaching at all. Just, hey, just run out there, do something, and maybe we'll give the ball to you, but probably not. So having that kind of backing, that kind of support from all over the coaching staff to the players themselves, I think it's been a world of difference in what our accelerating of the receiving game has been. Not surprising, considering that Frank Reich is here. The offensive system wants to utilize the tight end, and you have a really good tight end coach in John Lilly coming over from the North Carolina Tar Heels. And as I just mentioned a moment ago, was it more the coaching, or was it the scheme, was it the players? It's really all of the, all, all of the above until further notice. The coaching, obviously, yes, terrible. Tommy Trimble told you it himself. The scheme, obviously, yes, terrible. One of the worst offenses the last couple seasons. Tommy Trimble told you himself. The personnel... I'm still going to – I'm going to give him a chance. I'm going to give him a chance to show me now in this system that they can provide more than what we've seen the last couple of years. I know what Hayden Nurse when healthy can provide, and I feel like I'm pretty confident what he will provide here in Carolina if he stays healthy. And the wide receiver core, there's some guys out there who I think can make some plays like DJ Chark and Adam Thielen. We'll see what we get from everyone else cutting to the season. But the tight end position group can have a chance outside of Hayden Nurse to get some opportunities in this offense. Thomas Brown said as much when speaking to the media last month during OTAs. They can find someone as that secondary tight end, playing that F tight end, who can come out and can be a part of this offense and up the Carolina Panthers in the passing game. But will someone stand up and be able to actually help and identify themselves as someone who is worth trusting in this upcoming offense, starting off with Tommy Trimble? Here are the facts. Tommy Trimble has 39 receptions on 67 targets for 354 yards and four touchdowns through two seasons. That ain't much to write home about, if we're being honest about what Tommy Trimble has brought. What's also honest in the truth and the facts are that Tommy Trimble 
wasn't coached up to be a receiving tight end. So now, with this scheme, with these coaches, what can Tommy Trimble do? We will see. I will hold out hope from the beginning of his Panthers tenure. A lot of folks out there looked at his athleticism and told themselves that, okay, Tommy Trimble could maybe develop into a pass-catching tight end. I have always warned folks and told them that very rarely do you see a guy not play that role in college then come to the NFL in a position that it takes a while to really develop into a threat. Rarely have you seen a guy not be much of a factor in a passing game in college and come in and be a factor at the NFL level. You really don't see it all that much. Hayden Hurst back at South Carolina was a key part of that passing game we've seen in the NFL. He's had his ups and downs, but he's been a solid receiving tight end throughout his career in the National Football League. Ian Thomas, who we really place a lot of, and not, not me, but a lot of y'all placed their hopes on once Greg Olson went down when he had a pretty good rookie year, and the hope was, all right, this can be the guy who steps up and can be our pass-catching tight end when Greg Olson retires and his career is done here in Carolina. I'm not sure if that's really been the case. Well, I know it's not been the case. I'm not sure whether it will ever be the case. Let's look at Ian Thomas's numbers pre-Matt Rule. Pre-Matt Rule, 52 receptions on 79 targets for 469 yards and three touchdowns in 32 games played, nine of those he started. Pretty good for a guy in his first two seasons in the NFL before Matt Rule took over. When Matt Rule took over in those games, 46 receptions on 75 targets for 426 yards and one touchdown, 38 games played, 26 starts. So more games played, more starts, about the same opportunities as far as targets, just less, less receptions, numbers, pretty much the same, but we all understand the tight end position wasn't really that much of a focus in the offenses that Matt Rule coached here in Carolina as he had coach and really a vibes guy. Not quite sure what he does, um, but he was just there for vibes, and the vibes were not great. Post-Matt Rule, he had 13 receptions on 16 targets for 104 yards. That's an 81.3 catch percentage, by the way, which is very good, and that was in 12 games, final 12 games of last year when Steve Wilkes was the interim head coach. So, you know, Ian Thomas kind of played a little bit better once they got rid of Matt Rule. But it's still been McAdoo calling the plays. But obviously, the emphasis was on running the football. I just feel like through five years, Ian Thomas is kind of who he is. And I understand that new coaching staff, new scheme, new emphasis in actually teaching these guys how to run routes and be a part of the passing game. And it's very possible, and I think it's a decent argument, and maybe a good argument to put out there that, okay, Ian Thomas, he showed you what he could do in those first two seasons. And then the last couple seasons – they really didn't develop him where you would see from year two to three, you would see a big jump a lot of times and there was a pandemic. So it's not like he could go out there and really get the hands on coaching that he needed and that there wasn't any emphasis. So there's certainly a good argument that Matt rule and his staff bleeped up Ian Thomas's development, but also look at his rookie season. Look at the rest of the seasons. The rookie season is an outlier. He had 36 receptions for 333 yards and two touchdowns where he really had a lot of Panther fans thinking and hoping that, okay, this is Greg Olson's replacement. He hasn't had a touchdown in either of the past two seasons here in Carolina. Tommy Trimble last year had three, by the way. His season yardage total since the 2018 rookie year, where, again, he had 36 receptions for 333 yards and two touchdowns. Season yardage total since then, 136, 145, 188, 197. Season reception total since that 2018 rookie year, we had 36 receptions. They are 16, 20, 18, and 21. Now, yes, the emphasis was not there. The coaching was not there. 
But at some point in time, you are who you are. And who Ian Thomas seems to be to me is a solid secondary tight end who can help in a run game who probably is not going to give you that much in the passing game, and that's okay. As long as you have a guy as your primary tight end who can catch the football and still help you in a run game, which they now have in Hayden Hurst. It would also help if you can find another tight end who you can develop who could possibly provide more than what Ian Thomas has provided through really the past four seasons here in Carolina. I feel like all that can be true. Well, it's also possibly true that Ian Thomas in his development was screwed up by a coaching staff that was way over their heads and had no business ever coaching in the NFL. All that can be true. I just need to see more out of Ian Thomas, but you get to this point in his career and they reworked his deal where you're thinking, okay, got to see it this year. If not, then his time is up here in Carolina. And there may be more of an emphasis in trying to help a guy like Tommy Trimble, who Scott Bitterer invested in by drafting, but he also, and I think a lot of it's Matt Rule, gave a contract to Ian Thomas that puzzled you, me, and really everyone who watched Carolina Panthers and watched Thomas the last couple of seasons. So can someone step up? I think the hope is Ian, is Tommy Trimble, but also maybe there's a little bit of hope that Ian Thomas can be more than what I think he's shown us over the last five seasons and that it was Rule and not him, but we will see. All right, we'll take another pause here on the show, come back and look at the rest of the tight end position group. Feels like Hurst, Thomas, and Trimble are on the roster, but can Stephon Sullivan or Gio Ritchie find their way on the 53? We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. All right, so fair expectations heading into the year for um, Hayden Hurst to be the top tight end on the team. You would love to see him get 500-plus receiving yards, uh, maybe like five touchdowns or so. You feel good about what you're getting out of the position group if he can give you that based off of what we have gotten out of the position group here in Carolina the last couple of seasons. So, yeah, that's what you want to see. And the hope would be that Tommy Trimble – can develop and provide more than he's shown the last couple of years and that he can maybe give you a glimpse into what he possibly could be as a secondary receiving tight end threat. And maybe Ian Thomas can go back to what he was his rookie year here in Carolina with fine tuning, decent coaching, and also a scheme that actually wants to utilize the tight end. So we kind of know what the expectations and maybe the hopes and dreams are for Hayden Hurst, Ian Thomas, and Tommy Trimble. Those three guys I would expect to be on the roster at tight end. Of course, Hurst, don't see them cutting Trimble. And in Thomas, feel like he's probably safe as well. There are two other guys on the roster that we're looking at, Stephon Sullivan and Gio Ritchie. And this was a good quote also from Tommy Trimble when talking about how the Panthers didn't add anyone other than Hayden Hurst. Like They didn't draft anyone. It's just Hayden Hurst who they brought in. And he said it shows that Frank Reich trusts us. He's seen our group in the offseason. He's seen us in the beginning of OTAs. He saw how our group worked together. And I really think he trusts our ability throughout practice. We've been really able to show that we can produce and produce a lot. And it's the most excited I've been in my entire life for a football season. We're just itching to get on the field. So he's excited. I'm sure Hayden Hurst is excited. Ian Thomas is excited about this new opportunity here in Carolina. Where does that leave Stephon Sullivan and Gio Ritchie? Last year, Stephon Sullivan, who is transitioning from being a wide receiver at LSU to being a, a tight end in the NFL. And again, tight end, very difficult transition to go from being a receiver, a guy who wasn't really a receiver at all. Like, I'm saying, let me back paddle. We're just backing up a little bit. Very difficult position to go from being a wide receiver and then becoming a tight end. Now, wide receivers obviously have blocking responsibilities in the run game, but a little bit different on the outside than what you're expected to do in the trenches against 
my massive men. And Von Sullivan, 6'7", big guy in his own right. But still, I hope you understand. A lot of challenges there going up against, you know, not corners and going up against linebackers and edge rushers. A little bit different frame that those guys have than the guys on the outside. So a different challenge for him as far as that goes. Last year, two receptions for 46 yards. Gio Ritchie, who played tight end and played primary fullback the last couple of seasons under Matt Rule. He's someone who's shown some flashes. Eight receptions for 100 yards last season. That's 12.5 yards per reception for Gio Ritchie, and that was good for third on the team behind Trimble and behind Ian Thomas with less opportunities and really did more with the ball than what they did when they received it. Now, I'm not saying that Gio Ritchie is better than those guys and that Gio Ritchie's going to have a big opportunity or really a big role in the offense this year. I'm just looking at it. If they're going to keep a fourth tight end, Gio Ritchie possibly could be that guy the Carolina Panthers could look at as, hey, you know what? Thomas is kind of who he is. Trimble, we still want to develop him, but you, you've you shown a little bit more than those guys have shown in limited sample size that you can do something with him. We got Hayden Hurst, who's, a play, of course, going to play a ton of snaps. We're going to take some snaps away from Thomas and Trimble just in terms of what he's able to do and be more of an all-around tight end. Could there be a role for a guy like Gio Ritchie, who you think about blocking, shouldn't be an issue, played fullback, so should be able to block. He's used to going up against those bigger guys, and he's also probably more of a natural tight end than Stephon Sullivan is. Now, Stephon Sullivan might be more of a natural pass catcher than Gio Ritchie, but those are two guys I'm looking at, looking at this group that they're going to be battling to make that fourth roster spot, but also to show that there deserves to be a fourth roster spot for the tight end position heading into the 2023 season, and when we get down to the initial 53. Again, initial, it's always going to be changing, not a complete finished product with the roster. It never does. It's always evolving, and will there be four guys this year? It's happened in the past with Frank Reich. Don't know if it's going to happen this year, but Stephon Sullivan, Gio Ritchie, certainly getting an opportunity heading into training camp to show and prove that they deserve to be on the roster heading into the 2023 season behind Hayden Hurst, Ian Thomas, and Tommy Trimble. That's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, y'all, make sure to subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where the weekly Friday mailback returns on July 21st. But if you just want to Hit me up, ask a question anyways. Uh, I'm sure I can get back to you at some point in time. So go ahead and do that if you would like. In the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding. And on Wednesday, we're going to talk about the wide receiver core here in Carolina. Are they good enough to help support Bryce Young during his rookie season? All that and more coming up on Wednesday here on Locked on Panthers. <laughs> 